You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Brown, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we get into tonight's episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can also find all of our episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search Panthers on tap. Folks, no guests this evening. Just me and Bryson cutting it up. A lot to talk about, about a pretty trash team right now. Um, Carolina, yet again, is in the loss column. They're four and five on the year. They fall at home to the New England Patriots. No offense whatsoever. Um, But before we get to that, before we get into the game, there was some breaking news this evening. Ian Rappaport tweeted out about probably 15, 20 minutes ago where we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, But um, exams revealed that Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold has a fractured scapula. Um, it's an incomplete fracture. He's expected to be out several weeks, and it looks like P.J. Walker will be stepping in at quarterback. Bryson, just initial thoughts on that news, on Sam Darnold, um, what your thoughts are on P.J. Walker coming in. What, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, um, I think this is a gentleman's benching. Uh, this is kind of what I expected when they when they heard or when they stated that uh, Sam's going in for an MRI right after the game, um, his terrible game that he had versus the Pats. Um, and then when it when it originally came out and said he's day to day, it was kind of surprising to me because I figured they were going to find something um, just to for this coaching staff and this front office to not admit their mistakes and say Sam Donald goes down with an injury. That way they can move on and not fully admit that they made a mistake with uh, Sam Darnold. And I'm not surprised at all that two days later they found something that they didn't see the first day that they did it. Um, and he's going to be out multiple weeks. Um, I'm sure, it, you know, if P.J. Walker's playing good, Sam Darnold's going to be done for the rest of the season. Even if P.J. Walker isn't playing good, uh, he's I, – I, I think we've seen the last of Sam Darnold in Carolina. Um, I, I don't see him playing another game uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Uh and the signing that they had today of Matt Barkley just really irks me. Um, it's just the same thing over and over and over with this franchise, mediocrity. Um, they're, they're just – it seems like they're okay with not being good. Um, there's a quarterback sitting, sitting out there that's a free agent that we all know, um, that we all know very well in Carolina, that would immediately be an upgrade over any quarterback that we have on this roster. And – you know, there's a lot of factors that go into if they're going to – if they would be willing to sign him and if he would be willing to even accept a phone call from Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer and David Tepper. But, um, you know, I think that they should at least try and and get him here uh, and, and just rekindle the relationship with the greatest player in your franchise's history. But um, that's just my opinion and a lot of other people's opinion today on Twitter. Um, I'm just so sick of this team right now. I – I don't look forward to watching them play on Sundays. Uh, the defense is getting let down week after week after week. Uh, you know, even just um, – we'll get into the recap later, but in 
the first half, they had two turnovers, set the offense up with it with within the 40, the opponent's 40, and came away with six points. Like you're you're not gonna win a game doing that. And uh, I think PJ Walker might be an upgrade over Sam Darnold. I'm it's hard not to be an upgrade over Sam Darnold. The man threw three interceptions and had a 3.0 QBR, a three QBR um Sunday. He was it was the worst quarterback performance I have ever seen. And um, apparently the team thinks that the injury happened during the Patriots game. I don't – did you see any hits or any any situations that he could have fractured his shoulder in, during that game, Curtis? Yeah, that was that was my first question. I wanted to ha- give you the floor because there's a lot of frustration, so I wanted to give you your time. Yeah, I, that was, that was going to be my question when you started talking is, was was this from last week or the Falcons game? It had to be. And I, I don't the, understand. I, and I don't know. And I, I I don't know if they've reported this or not. But did he get an MRI after that Falcons game? Um, because if he didn't, then I have a hard time believe it happened in the Patriots game. Again, I was at the game. It's so it's so hard to see those play all the time of some of the plays and, you know, getting the replays. So I don't know for sure, but I don't recall seeing any big hits on him. Um, But that was my first question is this might've already popped up in the Atlanta game and they're just finding out now about it. Um, But I guess we'll find out more on Wednesday when Matt rule has his presser, but yeah, I think, I think it was definitely um, if the injury were to happen or whatever the case is, it came at the right time because now Matt rule does not have to answer questions about who's, who's the better quarterback to start. Um, but I think it was pretty obvious Monday's press conference that Matt rule refused to name Darnold the starter. Yep. Um, so I thought that was very telling on Matt rules part. Um I agree. I think it was time. I don't think I don't think even if Sam was healthy, he'd be starting this week. Um, it's hard to believe that he was absolutely terrible garbage. The worst quarterback yeah. performance that you've ever seen. It's it's up there. It might yeah. be the worst. I mean, I remember some of the Jimmy Clausen days where it was pretty freaking bad, too. But this is I mean, it was. Like you said, you talked about it with the defense. You get set up in prime position, and you can't put it. You can't put a touchdown up in those two possessions they had, and then in the third quarter, when we all know this team is terrible in the third quarter on offense, and you know Sam Darnold seeing ghosts again. I hate. I can I hate using that because it's so cliche, but it's the truth, man. When this guy plays Bill Belichick, and when he really plays anyone, he's just. Sam Darnold's like a kicker. I'm sorry. I'm going off on all this. Sam Darnold is, reminds me of a kicker. And I, me and you've talked to this before, but he needs all the confidence in the world to even be remotely okay, like a game manager type quarterback. Yeah. And when those situations aren't there, he just crumbles, man. And that's kind of like how a kicker is. They need all the confidence in the world to put it through the pipes. And, you know, Sam Darnold combination with the offensive line and you know he just he he wasn't that I mean he had flashy plays in college he had some flashy plays in in New, in New York but the the interceptions and the dumb mistakes and overthrowing guys and you know just missing open routes and shit is it's plagued him his whole career 
Well, and, let, let me ask you this. So I think it's fair to say at this point through his, you know, through nine games or whatever uh, with the Panthers, I think Sam Darnold has regressed from his time in New York. I think he was better in New York than he has, than he has been here. I would say regressed on this situation. Absolutely. He is, he has the weapons now. Yeah. That's not an excuse anymore. No. You had D you have DJ Moore. you have Robbie Anderson. We saw what Robbie could do last year when a quarterback could throw him the damn ball. I mean, the guy yeah. put up a thousand yards. He's a thousand yard receiver. If you throw to him, I mean, and for Sam to come in and Robbie not get catches is just, it's, it's bizarre as hell. It really is. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no excuse why this guy does not have five day catches a game. Well, to be it's, fair, Robbie wasn't playing great either. Um, no, and he has it, but there, there, but there are plays where Robbie's open and Sam yeah. just isn't hitting a man. And so that's just, that's a whole nother thing. It's like, but I, I, I think with, I mean, he hasn't had Christian McCaffrey this whole year, but he, when he's had Christian, he's had Robbie, he's had Terrace Marshall, he's had DJ Moore. There is no reason why he looks worse than he did on the Jets. Like, I mean, he looks, he, he, he's been terrible these last couple of games. He did all right versus the Falcons, but it was just like a game manager, don't fuck it up type play. Yeah. And just, and that's the best that you could hope for from Sam Darnold right there. Mm-hmm. And and he, yeah, like you said, he, he did all right. But when you come in and you finish a game 16 of 32, 172 yards and three interceptions, that is not acceptable for an NFL quarterback. And he had Christian McCaffrey. He had DJ Moore. He had Robbie Anderson. He had a off. Well, the offensive line didn't play too bad. Like, like it wasn't terrible. Um, I didn't think, uh, you know, it's just, to put up six points, and the only reason you got six points, those th- two field goals, was because the defense put you in that position. It's just so bad. It is embarrassing to to say that this is my team, that I cheer for this team. Um, it's just inept play, inept coaching. Uh, and and I'm not trying to put the blame on Joe Brady because I think, I think that Joe Brady's been dialing up plays that are there, like the Christian McCaffrey wheel route. That he was open for uh, a touchdown there. At the, I think it was in the first half. Sam Darnold saw him, but for some reason, Sam Darnold only throws the ball two feet off the ground, and defensive linemen swat it down every time he throws the ball. Uh, so that got batted down. But Christian McCaffrey was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, it just seems like if there's one, if it's not him throwing an interception, it's him overthrowing. If it's not him overthrowing, it's it, it's the ball getting batted down. It's just one thing after another. It seems so hard for him to get just a basic on-target pass mm-hmm. at all. Like, it, it is so bad. And um, the first three weeks, Sam Darnold had us fooled. You know, I, I I was on record back back when when they traded for him. I was excited for the trade. I wanted to see something different, different uh, besides Teddy. I, we knew Teddy wasn't it. We knew Teddy was an elite quarterback or a top 10 or 15 quarterback. So I wanted to try something different. Sam Darnold was young. He showed flashes, some, some flashes. And I and I'm you know maybe this coaching staff could do something with them, but God, we were wrong, and it, it makes me want Teddy Bridgewater back. How bad Sam Darnold has played. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, what baffles me about it all is if the Panthers knew, and I think they did know that you had to coddle Sam Darnold with his confidence then why the hell did they put together such a shitty offensive line for him? 
Now, I'm not saying that this situation would be different. I don't think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I've never thought that. Was he promising to start the year? Yes. Yeah, they were. They were three and zero, but they were also three and zero against terrible teams. But coming into this year, and it seem it seems like they know that you know confidence is all what Sam Darnold's all about. And you give him Cam Irving and Pat Elfline and Dennis Daly and and guys that don't start on it, half these rosters. The, that's a whole nother thing too, is the offensive line. So damn shitty. You need, you need to put up a brick wall. If you wanted even Sam to remotely be a game manager and clearly he couldn't even do that. But, but I really think Curtis, I really think this coaching staff, Matt rule and, and all the coaches on this team thought that they were putting out good players on the offensive line because they thought that they could coach the bad tendencies out of these bad players. And they can't. It, they're not that good of a coach. They, it, so far, what Matt Harrell has shown me personally is that he is not that kind of coach. And he, he you know, I just haven't seen it yet. And uh, and I think that they can't admit their mistakes when they're wrong. Um, they did move on from Teddy after a year, but honestly, right well, that now. Was, that didn't pay yeah, off. I, I know. On, honestly, right off, now, man. that doesn't even seem like the right decision. <laughs> and um, not drafting Justin Fields. I was on record saying I did not like the Sam Darnold trade because it meant they passed on Justin Fields. I did not like that. I thought that they should throw all the darts that, that they could at the quarterback position. Just in case of this situation right here, J.C. Horn is a good player. J.C. Horn's not playing. J.C. Horn hasn't played for a while. They traded for Stephon Gilmore. J.C. Horn is doing nothing for this doing nothing for this team right now. Justin Fields, just this past Monday, looked good. He looked really good against the good Steelers defense. Um, the highest graded quarterback of the week by Pro Football Focus, which I know it doesn't mean a whole lot because they graded Sam Darnold the highest last week, but um, but he looked good, um, and it just it just makes me sad. It makes me depressed to to watch Justin Fields, and because me and you both knew he was going to be a good quarterback, he he had all the traits, he had he had the mentality, he had everything going for him, and even David Tepper thought that, but he he let Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer make the decision, and they passed on him. Mm-hmm. Just another. Yeah, I'm glad bad, you brought it. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, just another bad quarterback decision by this coaching staff. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Tepper thing too, because I, I I've seen that swirling around too. That it, Tepper Tepper wanted Fields, and for folks who haven't seen that, that that is the report that Tepper wanted Fields, and it seems like Rule and Fitterer talked him off that. Now I don't know how true that is, um, but again from all the signs it seemed like rule rule was the guy behind wanting Sam Darnold here. And again, this was another band-aid approach at the most important position on your NFL team. Like they tried it with Teddy. It didn't pan out. I think he would have done better in his second year. They weren't enough. They weren't patient enough for that. So they put another band-aid on with Sam Darnold and now they're back at square one. Um, now is that, is the patient running thin? And that's another question I have coming up here is, you know, who's, who's going to be calling the shots moving forward on quarterback. Cause it doesn't sound like it's going to be Matt rule. If the reports are what they're, what they're indicating. Cause this is, I mean, he's had two shots. 
He's had two shots at quarterback, and he's failed both. And he could so, have had a third, and he decided to pass on it. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. You wanted to get everything done. You wanted to get everything out and won, but I, we'll, we'll talk about Cam. We got to talk about that. No, um, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't talking about Cam. I was talking about Justin Fields. Oh, Justin Fields. Gotcha, no. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and that's that too. You know, at the time, did I? Of course, I wanted Justin Fields at eight. When they picked J.C. Horn, I didn't mind. I didn't mind it because I knew they had a, you know, a hole at corner. But when you have that chance to draft a franchise quarterback or a franchise corner, I think quarterback takes precedent. Some people might not agree with that. I mean, majority of people, I think, would. I think that's kind of common sense. Yep. Um, but clearly at that point, the coaching staff was all in on Darnold. And, mm-hmm. man, I mean, we watched we watched games on Justin Fields. I mean, we're no QB gurus here, but, man, he looked good. He looked good. And he's he's done pretty decent in Chicago. He, I, I didn't get to catch the tail end of that game last night, and I'm a little pissed I fell asleep. But well, if, he, if he played well. If you remember, um, the trade for Sam Darnold was made like I believe it was hours or the day after the day they after. went to Justin Fields' pro day. So yeah. they they saw something where they they told they said to themselves, "No, we're not interested in Justin Fields at eight. And who and, went to that pro day? Was Rule there? Was it yes? Rule and Brady? Rule was, or... Yep, Rule. I think they were all there. Um, and uh, you know that's just. That is just bad talent evaluation. Bad, like, like you said, me and you, we're, we're not some, you know, scout in the NFL. But we, we knew, like, we could tell he was going to be a good quarterback. A lot of people, a lot of people could tell that. Simple. It was just simple. Like, he had all the traits that you look for. And um, for them to pass because they had Sam Donald just, oh, my God, it just fucking pisses me off so much. And I'm so tired of this organization being a laughing stock at the quarterback position and um just we're just in quarterback uh, purgatory right now and, it, and it's just not fun yeah and stick sticking with sam here i don't know if i have the answer to this and i don't know if you'll be able to answer this either but why did carolina pick up sam's fifth year option i don't i honestly maybe because the money's cheaper but to roll the die i mean to roll the dice on one year is one thing, but to guarantee him two years and that you're going to be paying him when you just made one mistake with Teddy Bridgewater, I I just I didn't I don't get that I don't understand that move whatsoever. I think you kind of already answered it earlier. I think it was probably to boost his confidence and say, "Hey, we're committing to you, and this you're our quarterback, and we want to make this work, and and come to Carolina and let's do this." Like that's that's the only reasoning I can see behind it and that was not good reasoning um if you can wait to pick up a fifth year option after he it make it like a prove it deal then why not do that like it's you take all risk away from yeah but I'm saying like million dollars they didn't have to do that like yeah the confidence the confidence was hey I just traded a second fourth and six for you that should be enough confidence to boost him up I just it does not make sense to me whatsoever on that. I just no, don't that was get stupid. That. that was a bad decision. Well, let's this leads right into the next question. 
and I think I know the answer, but is Matt Rule a good evaluator of the QB position? Well, let, let's let's look at his history of, uh, of uh, the only thing that we can look at. So let's base it off of the decisions that he's made at the quarterback position. Teddy Bridgewater, not good last year. Um, he's He looks a lot better in Denver than he did here. Um, I don't know if that's on the coaching staff or whatever. I think Teddy Bridgewater a couple months ago in a nice way said that this coaching staff has no clue what they're doing when, when he said that they don't practice two-minute drill or red zone offense. Um, I think in a very nice way, that's what he said. Um, and he's he's playing decent uh, slash well in Denver right now. They just smacked the Cowboys this past weekend, and Teddy Bridgewater looked good. Um, but here, when he was playing here, um, was not good. They moved on after a year. Uh, then they trade for Sam Darnold, second, a fourth, and a sixth. Sam Darnold possibly has one of the worst seasons at, at the quarterback position ever in our history. And uh, he gets injured in quotation marks. And now they're going to be trying PJ Walker out and possibly Matt Barkley. Um, Matt rule has no fucking idea how to evaluate a quarterback in the NFL. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's really a question anymore. Like he, he is not a good talent, talent evaluator of a quarterback and then passing on Justin Fields just adds to my sentiment of thinking that way. Yeah, I tend to agree. Who's ever calling the shots with these last two QBs? And it sounds like it was Matt Rule. He chose Teddy over Cam. Mistake. He chose Sam over Justin Fields. And you can add in Mac Jones. Um, again, they should have had Justin Fields. So up to this point, I don't know if he can be trusted. Um, I guess you can throw in there for his defense. You can throw Matthew Stafford because they tried to get him. So maybe you can throw that in there and that he's, he's looks pretty damn decent, but I think he's in the right situation of where he's at. Um, so I guess you could throw him in there. Um, and not obviously they didn't get him, but they were interested. Um, so yeah, it's just. I just wonder, was this the plan all along? Like when Matt Rule and Tepper sat down and had their, you know, their meetings when, as he was becoming head coach, was it his plan? Year one, rebuild the defense, get it, get that bridge quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Don't spend a lot on that position, build the defense from the ground up year two still build the defense and get some more pieces on offense and then year three really focus on the like when they went into those you know those interviews and discussions these couple years was that matt rules approach to how to rebuild this team because it's just so weird to me that Usually a young coach, when he comes in, tries to get his quarterback. Like, that's the first thing he does, like a young coach, always. If they don't have a quarterback, they're drafting one. And Matt Rule, is, he has not taken that approach at all. It's They find quarterbacks through free agency and that are veterans or have had years in the league. And it's, it's a different approach. Like, you don't, you don't see that very often. 
Yeah, they they seem to like reclamation projects, um, and they haven't been good at them so far. They cannot, <laughs> like like I said earlier, they think they can coach bad tendencies out of bad players, and they have proven that they cannot do that. And I, unfortunately for us, this quarterback class coming up this year in the draft is not very good. Um, I don't have faith in that rule to scout and pick the best quarterback out of the bunch. And um, I don't know where, where we will be drafting uh, in the draft. I don't know if PJ Walker is going to be a serviceable quarterback. I mean, last year he had the game against uh, Detroit where he threw the two interceptions, but they did win. But of course it was the Detroit lions. So um, I don't know. We'll see, but I just, I don't have faith in him making the decision and I need uh, I need my Are you team comfortable to... David Tepper making the decision? No, not David. No, I'm not comfortable with David Tepper making the decision. He doesn't know football. Um, I, although he, like we, we stated earlier, he, well, he did like Justin Fields, but I don't think he can, you know, scout Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell and uh, Sam Hartman and say, oh, this is the one I want. Like, I don't, I don't think he's that deep into it. So I, I would feel much more comfortable with Scott Fitterer and, and Dan Morgan making the decision um, at quarterback than I would Matt Rule and Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know this is way, looking way too much in the future. What route are you comfortable with them taking this? I mean, again, this is early. Would you, would you like to see them go QB? In the draft, there's got to be one or two in this draft that are good. It's just every year it happens, there's at least one or two good quarterbacks in every draft. It might not be in the first round. Or do you think they should go out and look at a free agent? Uh, I'm not sure. I guess it really just – I know, it's early. <laughs> I guess it really depends on how the draft board falls. Um, I like Matt Corral a lot, but he's probably going to be one of the first quarterbacks taken. Um, Sam Pick – or uh, not Sam Pickett um, – uh, yeah, I think it is Sam Pickett. The quarterback from uh, Pittsburgh is pretty good. Uh, and then Malik Willis. I like, I like Malik, Malik Willis a lot, but uh, it just really depends how the board falls. I know, like, there's been talk of this offseason. Rodgers is getting traded next season. Uh, Russell Wilson might be. Um, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson might be getting traded. So, I mean, any of three of those quarterbacks would be great for Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. to get their elite proven talents. Um, yeah. I don't know how, how many years Rodgers has left or Wilson has left, but, um, but I mean, Watson, if he gets his legal issues straightened out by that, by this upcoming offseason, then I think that that might be the way they go. And we know how good Watson is, so we'll see. Yeah. At this point, it seems like this season is – trending in a downward direction and similar to last year. Are you comfortable going into next year with Matt Rule at at the helm? Yeah, I am. Uh well, I I wouldn't say I'm I'm content with it, I guess. Yeah. Uh I don't think he's gonna get fired. Uh they've won four games. Um they're probably gonna win a couple more and you know, they'll say that they made an improvement from the five-win season last year. And they'll say he's, he continues to build. But I think next season is his last season if it doesn't go well. Um, you know, they make the offseason moves. They go through the draft. And they're still a same mediocre team that they are next season. Then I think Matt Rule's gone. I think he's got one more year. And we will see from there. Um, 
I, Matt Rule definitely has to work on some things. I think that he needs to coach more aggressive. Uh, not obviously, he's not going to ever coach as aggressive as Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, but he needs to take more of an approach like that. When you have a team that's struggling on offense, you have to take chances. They have had zero trick plays this year. They've gone for it on fourth down hardly ever. Um, you you got to get things going. You you got to you got to get momentum, and I think. And things like that, like the trick plays and the going forward and forth down can get you that momentum. And if you don't, if it happens and, and it nothing and it doesn't, you know, pan out, then so be it and you move on. But uh I I think that his coaching style is not really conducive to the way that um that league is training towards right now. And he's he just he has that old Tom Coughlin mentality of coaching. He's gonna punt on the 40 fucking yard line. Um back back when we had uh Santoso at kicker, but uh that I feel that, like he's got a little bit better at that but no I agree that was yeah that because was he has Zangazales who's fucking playing great right now the best player on the Panthers roster is Zangazales and uh <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I, I'm I'm content with it I don't think firing Matt Rule right now is really the best way to go I think he gets one more year and we'll see what happens yeah I mean I've said this the past couple of weeks I, I think your three is a good benchmark to see where they're at um i'm just looking at the past coaches ron Rivera was six and ten his first year seven and nine his second year but again at that point the team found their franchise quarterback so that's what's helping him that i think that's the problem with matt rule is they haven't found the quarterback yet the most important position and that that is making fans nervous. And they might, they, they, the way it was looking, they should improve from last year. They were five and 11. They need two more wins. You know, you could at least, you would hope they could get three. That would be, you know, and they'd finish seven and 10. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Matt Rule, I think it, He's going to – he's not – I can't see him getting fired after this year. I just can't. Um, it seems like Tepper's in it for the long haul. But, you know, we said – I think we said this offseason, this would probably be the most important offseason. But I honestly think next year is going to be – because they got to get the QB position right. I mean, yeah. they – it's it, – there's no – you get three chances. <laughs> and if you can't figure it out on three chances – uh, that's the writings on the wall. So, yeah, I think I, th- I, I, I'm content with it. I, I still believe in Matt rule. Um, I don't know if I believe in him, uh, evaluating QBs. Um, but I, I believe in what he's trying to build in Carolina. So I'll be patient. Cause I remember when Ron Rivera, after that seven to nine year there, I, I mean, I was almost on board to get rid of him after his second year looking back at some of the shit I wrote when I was a young in high school. So I, I get the impatientness and I understand it um, from fans, but I'm still going to stand by that. I think, I think he needs at least one more year and then we can really put all the cards out and they can make a decision off of that. Um, but let's talk about, let's talk about an, another big discussion that happened on Sunday uh, Mac Jones, uh, your favorite player in the NFL, Bryson. Um, 
can't stand him. He had an ankle grab on Brian Burns. He had a leg leg sweep as well. Dirty, not dirty. What what was your reaction? I again, I didn't see this live because so much shit would happen during that play because it was a turnover. Um, but I, I obviously saw the video after the fact. But what were your thoughts on uh, Mac Jones? Yeah, it was fucking dirty. Like you twisted his leg after, like you know, Mac Jones' excuse was I didn't know if he had the ball or not, and um, whatever, whatever. That's bullshit. Like you, it was just a dirty play. It was not a football move. It was that is not football. That is not how you play football. Um, Apparently they have a history where they played each other in high school and stuff. Um, goes back a while. So Mac Jones was was trying to stop Brian Burns from getting to the fumble and grabbed his leg and twisted his leg. Um, could have seriously injured Brian Burns. Um, from what it seems like, it seems like he's going to be okay. But um, if I was on that field, I would have I would have fucking t- taken his helmet off and went Miles Garrett on him. Uh, if I was Brian Burns, um, you're, you're messing with my money and being able to pro- provide for my family. Um, mm-hmm. Mac Jones is a, is a piece of shit. I don't like Mac Jones and I'm never going to pull for Mac Jones. Um, the Panthers defense fucked him up all day and I was happy about it. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was dirty too. After a while. I mean, that was, that was a bill Belichick prepared answer that he gave. <laughs> That's what that was. That was bullshit. Um, Definitely thought it was dirty. You'd love to see a flag on it. Of course, they're never going to call that, but hopefully he gets fined. I could see the NFL not fining him, and I think that's bullshit. But, yeah, that's you can't do shit like that. I, I There's no room for – it's just – it's not cool, man. And like you said, you, you – I mean, you ruined – I mean, this guy – he needs to put food on the table too for his family. You know, you, you, he's got to get the paychecks too. So, I mean, that's, that's a whole nother thing. Like it's just, it's not good at all. And for him, you know, he's not even what nine games into the season and he's doing shit like that. Yeah. So I, I definitely lost respect for him. Uh, especially like, man, it's yeah. I was not a fan of that whatsoever. Um, and we'll see. I'm, I would you would think by tomorrow or Thursday the NFL will have some sort of ruling on that, but of course you know it's going to be a slap on the wrist. I mean, yeah. money for that shit ain't going to do a damn thing. But I'll tell you what, Mac Jones better be looking over his shoulder at every single game moving forward. It don't matter because defensive players aren't they don't like to see that shit. They're going to back yeah. defensive players, so he better be ready because they're going to be taking all the shots at his ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I also saw some of the fans that Patriots fans that said Brian Burns was hitting him high. It's get out of here with that shit. Yeah. There, there was one where, on. where they said Brian Burns kicked, uh, Stevenson in the yes. helmet after a play, <laughs> he was trying to jump over him and his foot grazed the side of his helmet. Like Patriots fans are the, some of the worst fans in the league. Everybody knows that, that they make excuses. They're cheaters. Uh, you know, they, they lost Tom Brady and they're salty that uh, their their greatest quarterback ever didn't want to stay with them and moved on to, to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl down there. And they're stuck with Mac fucking shitty Jones and, um, you know, not going to make playoffs. So uh, I, I understand they're salty and they don't want to admit when they're wrong. And they never have and they never will. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about it a little bit, Bryson, already, but the Panthers today, they're signing uh, Matt Barkley pending a physical. Um, so PJ will, it looks like PJ is going to start in place of Darnold. Um, them signing, this is an interesting question. This is, again, this was before the Sam Darnold stuff come out. But them signing Matt Barkley, is this a punt on the season, you think? Because Cam's out there. Like, Cam, and I get it, and we can could, we could talk about this now because I know you want to talk about it. But Cam is out there. Mm-hmm. And realistically, they're not going to do it. But, like, if they thought this season could have been salvaged, and make a playoff run, which they're in the hunt for it, at least the wild card spot. Yeah. Why not go out and get Cam? Or like RG3, at least, like a, a serviceable <laughs> quarterback, like Matt Barkley, his career stats, he's thrown for 2,699 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 22 interceptions. He's 31 years old. He's never shown that he can be a competent quarterback. Um, it's just it makes no sense. He was on a practice squad for a reason as a veteran quarterback. Um, teams know that he just doesn't have it, and to go out there and, and waste people's time um, bringing him in just a slap in the face when Cam Newton's out there. Um, I don't know. I like like we can't say if if they've tried or not. If Carolina's reached out to him and he's just said no or whatever. Um, if that's the case, then I can't be mad at the Panthers. But I just I, I just feel like. I just have a feeling, and I think most fans do, that the Panthers have not reached out to Cam Newton because I don't think Cam Newton is the, is the kind of guy that would keep a grudge. If if Carolina was willing to make amends, I think Cam Newton would will, be willing to make amends. And if you were, hold on, if you were Cam, would you come back to Carolina? I don't know. I mean, after, after what they did to him, it would it would be hard. It would be a hard decision. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm if I'm Cam, I'm sitting I'm sitting at home on the couch. I don't have a I don't have a job. Uh, I could go back to where I started my career and possibly, you know, finish it out there. So uh, I would think long and hard about it. And, um, you know, they got, he's got DJ Moore and Robbie. He would have the most weapons he has ever had in his Carolina Panther career. Um, if he came to Carolina now, he has a good defense. Um, you know, I would think long and hard about it. But for them to sign Matt Barkley and, and think that P.J. Walker and Matt Barkley are going to – I mean, uh, so – your goal should be to make the playoffs. And if you think that those two quarterbacks are going to lead you to the playoffs, that just further affirms what we talked about earlier. This coaching staff has no clue how to evaluate quarterback talent. Um, PJ Walker still out there too. Yeah. Kaepernick's still out there. <laughs> like I said, RG three, Cam Newton. Um, there are some, some decent options, obviously Cam Newton being the best of all of them. Um, this is, this is a perfect situation for Cam to go to. Um, but th- that means that, David Tepper and Matt Rule and a lot of other people would have to swallow their pride and say, we're sorry, we made a mistake. It's been hell since you've left, and we want you back, and we want you to, to come start and play for the Carolina Panthers again. And I, Matt Rule does not strike me as a guy that would do that. Like He, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to admit that he was that wrong and that he's going to bring Cam Newton back in, who's going to be flashy and you know dress the way he dresses and um, take all the media – away from Matt Rule and away from Christian McCaffrey and away from all this other shit. And um, I, don't, I don't think Matt Rule wants that. I don't think Matt Rule wants Cam Newton in his locker room. And I don't – I will never understand that because from all accounts, from all of Cam Newton's teammates ever, is that Cam Newton is a good – a great teammate. 
He's a great guy. He, he, he did a, a lot in the community in Charlotte. Um, fans love Cam Newton. Um, besides y- your stupid fucking jackass, oh, Cam's washed fans that don't understand football and don't know a damn thing about it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, Carolina fans love Cam Newton. And all, all of us, most of us, were sad when that situation happened where he left and uh, was forced out. And, you know, I, I think for, for them to not even reach out and try to make, make things work and sign Matt Barkley, yes, they're punting on the season. They are. They're saying I really hope at some point. I really hope at some point Tepper clears the air. And I hope someone asks that this offseason because Tepper's going to have some sort of interview at some point. Yeah. And I hope a reporter asks, did they reach out to Cam mm-hmm. at some point during the season? Because I think I think it's worth an answer. And I think they need to answer it because you you brought up some valid points earlier today of Tepper wants sta- uh, fans in the stands. They want to win. Cam Newton gives him a pretty damn good chance of winning, and he's going to fill that stadium. If Cam Newton came back to Charlotte, that stadium would be rocking. It would Whether be packed. People want to admit it or not, that's the reality of it. It would people be People love Cam Newton. So right there alone should be enough for them to reach out. Um, I mean, I don't – I didn't expect them to. I never thought they would. Yeah. Um, so what, why, what, what is your reasoning behind you don't expect them or you didn't think that they would reach out? It's a surprise, just a pride thing. I think yeah. it's kind of like, I guess it's a different situation, but like when Pat, when Green Bay got rid of Brett Favre, like they were never going to call him back and say, Hey, come back to Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers was sucking, like they just yeah. never would have done that. Um, and I think the same thing with, Carolina is, you know, I don't know if they, I don't know if they don't think that they can re, you know, salvage that relationship right now. I think they think time will help, you know, recoup that relationship and bring him back and put him in the hall of honor and all that shit they did with Steve Smith and some of those other guys. Um, But it's worth a shot. But again, it's one of those things. It's like, to do that, I don't, I don't, I just can't see them doing that. I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah, I can't either, really. And, and that's sad. It really is because, like I said, the fans are suffering because of it, because they cannot swallow their pride. Us as fans have to watch the worst offense in the NFL. But it's another thing is, do they think, and this could be a, the, the Matt Rule thing, is does Matt Rule – I think PJ Walker is a better option in that offense than Cam Newton. I now agree. I don't think that. I'm just I'm just trying to play. Is that the thinking for Matt Rule too? Though is like, hey, I've coached this guy since you know when he was in Temple. I have a good background with him. He gives us the best chance to win. Yeah, is, so it's stupid. I did. It is. Yeah. I'm just. But they still brought in a veteran quarterback to back up. So mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if you thought that about PJ Walker, why not yeah, sign Cam, Cam Newton instead yeah. of Matt Barkley? Like yeah, I that, agree. that doesn't make sense. So Cam Newton um, should not be a free agent right now. There's... No, not, not even close. There's, there's a lot of teams that could use his help. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of teams that, 
have a quarterback that does not. And he's didn't he come out? Isn't he vaccinated now? Yeah, he's Isn't vaccinated. That, yeah, yep. that. Yeah, he's ready yeah. to go. And um, you know, I wish I just wish we could hear from Cam or we could hear from like I tweeted earlier that the reporters need to put pressure on Matt Rule and um Fitterer and Tepper. Like they need to press about it and figure out like what is the issue here? What's stopping it? Is it is it pride? Or do they think he's not good anymore? And they think that Matt Barkley is better than Cam Newton or the only hope like- would be is if fitter would have a press conference because you know matt rules even if they ask it he's going to say that well that's a question for fitter he's just yeah. going to divert it I and mean, i just think I, I just think us as fans we deserve <laughs> especially carolina panthers fans like if, if i was a, a steelers fan like why are we bringing in cam like that's fine like i i understand that situation but as a carolina panthers fan when we watched throw three interceptions last week and and cam newton a player that we all know so well is sitting on the on the side or sitting at home watching and he's available. Like, why are we not trying to sign him? We need, we need to hear a reasoning. And, and I like, I think the reason that it's not asked and the reason that we haven't heard is because like you said, it's a pride thing. They don't want to admit that they were wrong. And it's just so damn disappointing. Yeah, it's the Matt Barkley thing. It's just the, it's the cherry on top of the disaster the QB position has been for this team since really Cam's left. So, or not Cam left since they got rid of Cam. I'll rephrase that. I'm sorry. While I'm sitting here, Cam Newton is trending on Twitter. So I don't know what the hell that's about. But um, some other news out there today. Um, and since Monday, the team placed Cam Irving and Matt Paradis on injured reserve. Um, that's another big development, I guess, this week. Um, that's kind of been, you know, pushed under the rug with all the Sam Darnold stuff. Um, that's, I mean, <laughs> PJ Walker is going to be running for his life. Cam Irving it isn't that great, but when he's in there with the other guys on the line, he at least provides somewhat of a barrier, if you want to call it somewhat. It's not yeah, very I, much. But I thought Ir- Irving's been improving. I think week to week, like, but he just he can't stay healthy at all. Yeah, and, and the Paradis is that's a, that's going to be a pretty big loss. I think. Yeah, that's a huge loss. But Elfline gets to move to center, which is his natural position, and I don't think is um, it's it's not as big of a loss. I don't think as Irving is at left tackle. Um, I think we saw Dennis Daly at left tackle on Sunday. Yeah. He was awful at left tackle. And I don't know if they're going to try Brady there or not, but again, um, but yeah, losing Irving at left tackle, who was, you know, at least decent at times at left tackle is, Mm. is not good. It's not good for this offensive line. Yeah. And that, that was going to be my question for you leading up into this game. So from what Darren Gant, is reporting the proposed offense line this week, which is now the seventh or eighth combination this year, which is ridiculous, is Dennis Daly at left tackle, Michael Jordan at left guard, Pat Elfline at center, Trent Scott at right guard, and Taylor Moten at right tackle. Does this line have any chance this weekend of keeping B.J. Walker upright? 
The, mm. I mean, the good news is, is that PJ Walker is, is pretty mobile and, and he can elude, you know, defenders and stuff. But yeah, the offensive line is one of the worst in the league. And, um, you know, that's why another, that's why a quarterback like Cam Newton would be good because he's played behind a bad offensive line for most of his career. And, mm. uh, and I think that, you know, he, he could make it work, but, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then some other news of the day, just, just to mention Royce Freeman and Clay Johnston, they were claimed off waivers today. Um, Clay went to Cincy, I believe, and then Royce was claimed by the Texans. So those guys, those guys are no longer Panthers. Um, but I think Carolina, if McCaffrey can sell, he's got some pretty, pretty good depth at running back. Um, Hubbard's has looked good, and uh, Amir Abdullah has been a you know, a pretty good surprise too, as well. He, he, he adds a burst to that running back room, which is good to see. Um, going off of just to go back, um, just for folks, uh, Sam Darnold injury, the fractured scapula. I was looking online and Kevin white had, he was a wide receiver for the bears. He had this injury a couple of years ago, um, in 2017, and they put him on IR, and back then IR was what was that a was IR six games a couple of years ago, or was it a whole season? No, it was. I think it was six. It was six. So yeah. that he fractured his scapula, and I, I don't know if it was sim, I don't know if it was an incomplete fracture like Darnold's, but he was uh, he went on IR, so he was out at least six games. So just to give folks a little perspective on that. And what we could see from Darnold again, I don't think many fans want to see him again anyway, and nor do I. So I don't think many people are going to care too much about that. But that for what it's worth, it's out there. Um, some other news this week. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers here quick, and then we'll do a little prediction, um, even though most of the hope is lost here um, for this team to get back in the win column. But Aaron Rodgers. Um, he tested positive last week for COVID-19, didn't play in the Chiefs game. Um, he came out and in summer and was asked if he was vaccinated and he said he was immunized, immunized, um, very smart with his words. Um, Bryce, I just want to get your perspective because I know this has been a big talker amongst a lot of freaking people. So what are your thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers um, debacle, really, with COVID-19? Um, I think he's selfish. I think he is entitled. I think he thinks he can do whatever he wants because he's Aaron Rodgers. And I think he put people in danger because he was not following protocol of unvaccinated people. I think he's a kook. I think he's a bad teammate. Um, I, I could keep going. Uh, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is just Aaron Rodgers. And, um, you know, all this time we thought it was his family that was the issue, why they don't talk to him. But I think as the years go by, we find out why Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a relationship with his family. Um, you know, the, what happened this offseason, I, I was on Aaron Rodgers' side with what, what's been going on with the Packers. And, like, yeah, like he, sh- he should get more say in what's going on. And um, now I'm not so sure that – you know, everything that he says is true and that's the way things went and, you know, so on and so on. Um, he, he's taking 
horse tranqu- tranquilizer, dewormer, whatever, um, instead of following doctor's advice. Uh, and, you know, he follows Dr. Joe Rogan uh, instead of medical professionals. Um, I, I just, I can't stand, I cannot stand him. Um, I would prefer him not to be on my team this upcoming season. Um, I, obviously, he's a very good quarterback, and if it did happen, I would support the team and I would support him. But, um, it, you know, if I had my choice, uh, he, he would not be on my team. Do I, do I have a problem with him being vaxxed or not? I think that's his decision. Um, do I think he should be vaccinated? Yes, I think everyone should be vaccinated against this virus. And he shouldn't have lied. But the problem I have with it is the way he went about it. He should have just came out and flat out said I wasn't vaccinated. No, he, he is he is very smart with his words. He he is. Yeah. He's he's been that way. You watch any press conference. He the way he speaks, he's very articulate with the way with the way he says things and the way they come out and the words he uses. Um, I think there is no denying that when he said this wasn't a ruse, it was definitely a ruse. He, he mm-hmm. knew what he was doing and it was very deceiving. And um, for that, I think he should be punished because I think there are things that he didn't follow masking during press conferences. I think I'm sure he's going to get fined heavily for that. Deservedly. Mm-hmm. So um, again, I just, you know, those, if he would have came out and set the table right away, it would have made this whole entire situation different. And it wouldn't have been almost seemingly that the Packers and the NFL was trying to hide this. Cause that's kind of the way it came off. So for that reason, I think it's bullshit. If he came to Carolina, I wouldn't have, I, I would, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I want a good quarterback, <laughs> whatever it comes to it really at this point. Um, but I also think, and it, it brings up a conversation of how the NFL ran these vaccines is why, and I had a problem with this, even with Carolina is why were, why was it up to the reporters to ask players if they were vaccinated or not? The NFL needed to do a better job with how they ran this program because the reporters shouldn't have had to hold feet to the fire on which players were vaccinated, who should we ask if they're vaccinated and hold their feet to the fire when they say they're not. Cause this happened with Sam Darnold too. And that was like the ongoing question every time before he got vaccinated, the NFL should have figured out a better way to do that because that's not how it should have been run. Yeah. Um, and I think they fucked up royally on that end because that put reporters in a position that they were almost like, you know, the, the doctor coming into a press conference and asking every week if someone was vaccinated or not. So the right, NFL. Well, uh, here's some news about that uh, that just popped up. Oh, uh, the Packers were fined three hundred thousand um, dollars for violations of COVID nineteen. Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard were both fined fourteen thousand six hundred fifty dollars each. Really? That's drop, the punishment. A drop in the bucket. <laughs> yep, that's the punishment for Aaron Rodgers violating the mask policy over and over and over and over and over every week um, until he got caught. Um, but uh, you know, I think if it was a different quarterback. If it was Lamar Jackson or if it was anybody else, you know, not named Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, um, I think that, you know, suspension would be on the table. And um, these are the – Wait a second. I don't know if you saw this, but 
the fine for Aaron Rodgers and Lazard was for attending the Halloween party. Oh. It wasn't even for the breaking COVID violations. Nice. Awesome. So there, there's no punishment for them breaking the violations besides the team being fined. Now, I, I will say this. Um, I think the fine for the Packers is big. It's hefty, but that should have been also hefty for, for Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, you think they should have lost dra- draft picks? Didn't the Saints – did the Saints lose draft picks or something like that? I thought they lost draft picks last year. Yeah, for I can't remember for what reason. Didn't they, exactly. they, yeah, they had something in the locker room. It was something with COVID. I thought they lost draft picks, but and it says right here, Jonathan Jones is reporting the NFL made it clear to the Packers future violations could result in greater punishment, including loss of draft picks. So there you go. That's that's the ruling on that. Um, I'm sure that will be the talk and the reaction to what he did, but yeah. Um, you know, he misled a lot of people. Um, there's no doubt about that. And, um, yeah, we'll see. I think that doesn't he have a shot of playing this weekend? Yeah. He said there's a small chance that he doesn't play, but I think he, I think that he's probably going to play. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, are we going to, you want to do a prediction for this weekend? Yeah, Um, let's do it. (laughs) They they got a tough matchup this week, and they're probably playing the best team in the NFL right now, or arguably the best team in the NFL. Carolina going up or down, I guess, southwest down to Arizona, Phoenix, to take on the Cardinals. Um, there are some questions though that if Kyler Murray plays, that could help a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts? Are you confident in PJ Walker? I feel like Walker provides a little bit, a little bit of hope, at least like, I don't know what the right word is for it. I'm more excited to see him play than I'm Darnold. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, we, I don't think it can, it literally cannot get worse than what Darnold has been doing. So um, PJ Walker, you know, he's more of the, he's going to take chances. He's going to throw it deep. He's going to give his wide receivers chances to get the ball. Uh, you know, jump ball situations and stuff, but he's also going to make bonehead, boneheaded mistakes. Um, and, and the main thing is, is can he limit those to none or just bare minimum a few? So we'll see. And um, he's definitely, I think, more, a more exciting quarterback to watch than Sam Darnold. So um, I'm not confident in this team. I don't care if it's Colt McCoy playing quarterback. Um, I don't care if it's Kyler Murray playing quarterback. They just pounded the 49ers um, with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Mm-hmm. the Cardinals are better than the Panthers um, on offense. They're better on special teams. They're de- the Cardinals defense is very good. I, I wouldn't say that their defense is better than the Panthers, but um, they have a better head coach. They have a better coaching staff in general. Um, I just, I don't have a whole lot of hope, um, but this, this would be extremely Panthers, some, something Panthers to do to, is to go to Arizona and win. And mm. then, lose next week to the Washington football team than lose to the Dolphins. Like that's just, <laughs> that's just Carolina Panther football there. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're going to win. I think Arizona, um, it, if Colt McCoy's playing, I think Arizona wins by like a field goal or a touchdown. But I think if Kyler Murray's playing, they could win by 10 or more points. Yeah. I don't think they have a shot. I've lost a lot of hope in this team. I was a little bit more optimistic last week, a few weeks ago, but yep. This 
it's not very good right now. Um, I will say this though, and I don't remember this. You might. Did PJ Walker ever play with Christian McCaffrey in a game? I don't think so. So that will be interesting to watch. What does that offer him? Because um, we already know what it offered Sam Darnold. He was three and zero those first couple of weeks. Granted, they were playing some god awful teams, but <laughs> just 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 something to keep in mind this weekend when you're watching that game. Because I'm I'm just curious to see how Walker handles that with you know Christian McCaffrey out there. But yeah, I don't. I think they lose probably by seven or more. Uh, I'm not giving a score um, until this team turns things around. They don't. They don't get a. They don't get a score prediction from me. Um, let, but something. Let, hey, one thing, real quick. Our our guy Trey Boston tweeted, uh, "Go get Cam. Simple. At least give yourself a shot on offense. The defense is playing the best I've seen since 2015. Give them a chance while the NFC is down in the." In, uh, in total, slide seven seed and make a run. Does that make sense, or am I tripping? Maybe I am tripping. Tell me, tell me who who tripping? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm right speak, there with you, Trey. And speaking of Trey, a little shout out to him. Give him, uh, give him a little promotion. Uh, he's vaccinated. Drew Rosenhaus uh, came out this week and said that he is ready to um, play some football, and he's had a pretty good career in the NFL. So he is looking for a team. That came out this week as well. Um, so hopefully Trey does find a team soon and maybe it's on Carolina. That'd be kind of cool. Cause that guy is, that guy is man. Every Sunday, he is like a freaking cheerleader on Twitter for the Panthers. And I love it. I'm all for it. And I love his little hits on the news too, between weather and Pictionary and whatever else. One more thing before we go, cause I just saw this on Twitter and it just reminded me of something that we discussed in summer uh, during cuts is when Carolina, we were talking, should they carry three quarterbacks? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I just saw Will Greer trending on Twitter. And that's the only reason why I thought of it. When Carolina, Carolina had the chance to carry three and that would have at least put Will Greer in the conversation right now. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're regretting that right now that they didn't carry three or what, what do you think? Do you think they should have kept Greer on the roster? Yeah, I think they're, they're regretting. I think Greer was um, a better, a better passer than BJ Walker is. I think um, Greer didn't, you know, have the mobility and, um, you know, shiftiness that PJ Walker has, but I think Greer was a better natural passer. And I think, he, he showed that in the preseason and um, you know, that the time that he had where he did get a start was just the end of the season, a throwaway game. Um, and I thought Will Greer, you know, Will Greer would have been better than Sam Darnold has been so far. I, I don't, I don't have a doubt in my mind. Will Greer would have played better than Sam Darnold has maybe not through the first three weeks, but um, from, from then on he would have. Uh, and I think that, you know, with them signing Matt Barkley, yeah, they would rather have Will Greer than Matt Barkley. I think yeah. um, that this coaching staff just keeps making mistake after mistake after mistake at the most important position in football. All right, we're going to leave it at that. We just want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap podcast. You can catch all of our episodes every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcast. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis, breaking news, and as always, 